And we are live. Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday, November 22nd. I am Jenny Blaze of Bravo and Blaze. And this week has been a little rocky for me personally. If you've been following along on Twitter and you or not YouTube, well, yes, YouTube also, but on Instagram. Um, I'm going to go over Real Housewives of Potomac, Family Karma, and Below Deck today. So if you're on Instagram, come join me on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. I'm going to kick off this show. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Yay. Can you hear me? Last time I did this live, the mic wasn't working for like the first four minutes, but I think it should be working this time. Just comment if if you can't hear me, but whew, it's been a rough one. I have not prepared today like I usually do. Normally, I would have an outline. Um on my other screen that I would just follow along. Um, and then I would have bullet points on what I want to talk about. I haven't been able to do that because my life has been chaotic. Yay, it's working, says Jess Campbell. Thank you so much. Woohoo. We did it. We're getting better. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so I just smoked too. So that's probably not helping that, you know, I don't have an outline for today, but it's okay because just spending this hour talking about Bravo is so fun and cathartic. Is that the right word? <clears throat> so I just started season four last week. For those of you who may be new here or maybe you know and you've seen, uh, we just started last week. But due to some personal circumstances, I believe I'm going to have to change the format of this show. And I almost was like, man, do I have to give this up? But then I couldn't. Like, I can't. I can't just go away. This is part of Bravo and Blaze and the brand is being authentic, being transparent where I can, you know, for legal reasons, I can't share everything, but I believe in doing what you love. And this is what I love. It brings me joy. It makes me laugh. It makes me smile. Literally let Last night, I was laying in bed crying over my personal situation, and automatically, 
I just started scrolling through Instagram, not even like realizing it. And I was with tears, you know, coming down and I land on, hold on. I saved it. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I forgot who posted it, but I'm going to try to find it right now. I saved it because it was so fun. I just started busting out laughing. It was, here it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I live for Bravo. I effing love you. I live for Bravo. So I'm scrolling and I, I get to like a Kohl's ad that I live for Bravo posted. And it's a picture of Andrea Denver in flannel. And his face just, he's just like, <laughs> I couldn't not laugh. And then, so I'm like, oh my God, I have to comment on this. I go to comment and then Andrea already commented two laugh emojis and like three of the hand emojis. Oh my gosh. Like, I just love that. That brings me joy. So if that's not a sign that I need to stick with Bravo and please, I don't know what it is, but thank you, Andrea. And I live for Bravo because you actually brought me joy. I love that. Not actually. I don't like to say actually, because it makes it sound like I don't expect them to, but then also I don't want to put expectations on them. Oh my gosh. I'm spiraling. Okay, so what I was going to do today, because I didn't put together an outline or slides, I like to have like the picture of what I'm talking about up on the screen, but instead, because I'm living that hashtag unhinged Jenny life, I'm just going to go through my stories from Instagram from the last few days because really that's where everything happens. <laughs> I usually am always tweeting and then putting those tweets onto my stories. And then on my stories on, on Instagram, I will um, share other people's posts that I really like. So if you're not in the stories, you need to go check them out. So Friday, I released the episode where we recapped um, the Kardashians, where Kim goes to the Met Gala, which I do believe is harder than running a marathon, especially after what I've just gone through this morning. I got another attack from a marathon runner first thing in the morning. You know how I just, when I see a troll comment first thing in the morning when I'm still laying in bed, and maybe that's something I need to change. <laughs> my own daily habits, but I just start to pop off, I guess. I'm like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Whereas like later in the day, I'm kind of like exhausted, I guess. And I'm just like, oh, here's another troll trying to get attention. I'm disengaging. But first thing in the morning, I'm like, I got the energy. Let's do this. But I posted the whole thing that happened in my stories, which I started to think, actually, maybe I shouldn't be doing that because, or if I do it, I should block out their name. I kind of feel bad about that. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think, if I should keep doing it or not. <laughs> but um, yeah, so 
I released the episode, The Girl Who Expects expects Compliments. We all know who that is, Jess. I ride or die for Lindsay Hubbard. So don't expect compliments and then go after my girl. Because then the gloves are off. Shots fired. (laughs) Philly Diva, was this marathon runner also an IPA drinker? Oh, my gosh. So this morning, the Brav Bros posted, uh, they were talking, they posted a video where they're talking about um, IPA drinkers and how they're almost like marathon runners (laughs) in that they're like very like kind of stuck up about their IPAs. And it's funny because I don't drink anymore. I'm California sober. I might be at 190 days now. I'm not really sure. Um, I need to go look. But it was just funny because I used to drink IPAs. And there was two things that I noted that were very, very true about IPA drinkers that I don't know if it was Steel or Shooter who said it, but they were saying – um, People who drink IPAs are always like talking about IPAs or like they got to have the IPA instead of a regular beer. And then the other thing that's true is that they're usually higher alcohol percentage. And so you usually get drunk quicker and I used to abuse alcohol. So of course I'm going to go for the IPA. Um, But I actually do like the taste of IPAs. So I did find this like hops, um, almost like essential oil or something. I don't know. I don't even know where I got it, actually. Um, I think my husband might have got it at at, like a trade show or something. It was like a little sample. And I just put a little drop in my club soda. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I think I like this. I might make it a thing. Remember this day. So someday we can say, remember when Jenny Blaze talked about making her hops drink and now we got it? Yes. Just came to my mind. Whoops. Um, definitely keep doing it, but block out their names. Yeah, I think I do need to block out their names. <laughs> I forget that like I have people following me. I usually feel like I'm just talking to myself. Um, so, yeah. What else happened? Oh. There was, I was scrolling and there was a picture of Aubrey O'Day and Polly D. Is that his name? Polly D from Jersey Shore. And I was like, oh my God, I thought that was Kim Zolciak for a second, who has been doing a lot of live IGs. So I feel like she is trying to hustle right now. Good for her. You get that house back, girl. Um, oh, Bravo, we're black or formerly known as Bravo while black. They just got their merch up just in time for the holidays. Make sure you go check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes if I can remember. Oh, and then Blake from blonde hair, black heart did a killer Lisa Barlow impression. Go check out Blake. Um, oh, I st- I watched uh, Disenchanted on Disney on Friday night with the family. Um, I thought it was going to be cheesy, which it was, but like they know it's cheesy. So the way that they do it is like 
they don't try to unintentionally be cheesy. It's like intentional cheesiness, if that makes sense. But it was really cute. And what really got me, I did not think I would cry watching that movie, but there was a stepmother, stepdaughter moment. And I lost it. I was like sobbing because I I am a mother of a blended family. I have a stepdaughter. My daughter has a stepmother. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's complicated, but we try to do our best. So that movie was cute. Um, also, High Times, I guess, um, Senators Cory Booker and Rand Paul introduced psychedelics bill. So love that. But then somebody mentioned, I'm not going to get into the details of this because I don't want to report the wrong information, but um, allegedly like they didn't pass their state's marijuana laws, but they're passing psychedelic a psychedelics bill. I don't understand that. I mean, I think they should pass. I, both should be legal cannabis and psychedelics. So I don't know. Um, oh, another funny thing that happened over the weekend on Friday, everyone on Twitter, my Twitter fam started kind of like going on hinge. Oh, sorry. I got to say hi. Socially gossip. Hi, Jenny. Totally ready to cry. Scrolling Instagram. <laughs> <coughs> oh my God. Thank you for that comment. That is so funny. I'm like in the moment while I was scrolling and crying, I like thought how ridiculous I am, but to know that somebody else does it that makes me feel a lot better. Um, but yeah, on Twitter. So you guys know I love Twitter, right? Um I don't love that does not mean I love what Elon Musk is doing right now or even the fact that he bought it and that he I don't even want to say this person's name the T word you guys know what I'm talking about but now that he's back on Twitter a lot of people are leaving which was a whole thing also this week but um Everyone was panicking who was on Twitter, thinking that like Twitter's going to get shut down <laughs> because everyone quit. So they started to come over to Instagram and make Instagram accounts. And like, I did not for one second really believe that Twitter was going to go away. So to see the panic and like the move, it was just like, I just I loved it. I loved watching it. Not because I liked watching them panic, but I love that like they were so worried about losing their connection to the community that they were willing to go to their secondary platform to engage. Like I, I thought that was so cute. So if you are one of those, one of these new Twitter, Instagram accounts, tag me. You can... I'll share your stories, whatever. Just reach out to me because I support other women and men and thems. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. There's, and Twitter is so funny. Anyways. um, Oh, so there was this scene going back to Disenchanted 
there was a scene with like two evil queens going at it. And I swear to God, it felt like I was watching Housewives and it was so good. I loved it. It was very much like egos, like no one knows you and who knows you? I'm the bigger, I have more power and all that stuff. It was like, it was funny to watch and like that kind of, you know, setting. So it just felt very relatable. Um, and see, now this is what happens when you don't have an outline. I keep going back and forth. But going back to my Twitter buddies, we started um, reminiscing about some Twitter legends. I don't know if you can see. I was like, I couldn't not think of this legend right here. And people are like, who is that? It's the person who is in the cab behind Lisa Barlow in right after BravoCon like in front of the Gansevoort on the cobblestone and the person's face is just like, <laughs> but Lisa Barlow looks so fierce in that picture. And it, I'm like, it cracks me up that she, <laughs> she still went with the picture, even though that lady's in it like that. <laughs> and shout out to Dorinda's balloon who came from Twitter and is now on Instagram. She has a legend picture, too, of this person from I don't even know where. <laughs> Bravo, God. Oh, I love it. What else? What else? Oh, I tuned into uh, Ultimate Girls Trip 2 on Friday night for a minute. And the Christmas episode wasn't my favorite, but the best thing was when Jill gets mad that nobody wants to have sex with her. <laughs> See, look, joy, smiles, bravo brings me joy. What else happens? Let me see what's going on in the chat. Um, oh, I started to go back to my Marillo Bueno interview from April. If you haven't seen it, Go check it out. I put a link in the um, show notes, but we filmed our episode, Marillo and I, who is currently Jen Shaw's assistant, but also Heather Gay's former employee slash friend. And I didn't want to like be like, oh my gosh, red alert. Everybody go watch this and see. You all see the truth about Heather Gay, but I feel like it's about time because this interview was recorded the last day of their season three filming. And so we're watching season three right now and we're leading up to when this recording came out. But I was just very surprised and shocked to hear what kind of behind the scenes information that he had, because I don't think people know who Heather Gay is. And I think what we're seeing on the show is not a true accurate reflection. That's all I'll say. You can go check out that episode though. Um, what else? What else? Don't forget to check out my Dr. Contessa Metcalf, MD, MSPH, ABPM. Yes, ma'am. That is her title, her, her full title, all the letters in the alphabet. 
She um, is also owner of Chassine Integrative Medicine and is on Married to Medicine. I don't know if you guys watch, but that show is top tier. Amazing. And we talk about weed. We talk about the role of weed in addiction therapy. And if you've been following along back in, I don't know if it was season one or season two. I think it was season two. I had a licensed substance abuse counselor on the show who has never seen Bravo. And I gave him the story of James Kennedy on Vanderpump Rules and how he quit alcohol. And then, you know, he's still, he's living that California sober life. But at the time, Raquel was like, you need to quit this. Or like everyone was judging him and shaming him. And at the end of the day, James was saying, you know, why do I need to quit? It makes me feel better. I am more creative. I can focus better. I have banger hits, man. And I get that. I am living that California sober life. And I like, of course, I'm going to say, you know, like he doesn't need to. But and I don't think that everyone who smokes weed is like just fine and how they use it. Some people probably still abuse it. Like the people who are trying to like smoke as much as, as they can or like huge, huge dabs. Like that's just so unnecessary. That to me is a, the equivalent of what happened on Watch What Happens Live on Thursday night with, who was it? Craig and Corey, where they were chugging beers, each four beers right there on Watch What Happens Live. I was like, this is alcohol abuse. And I would say the same with anyone who's like trying to smoke as much as they can. Like it's unnecessary and it's not healthy. Like whatever. Anyways, I don't know how I got talking about this. <laughs> oh, Dr. Contessa. Yeah. So I have that episode. I, uh, the link is in the show notes. Go check it out if you're California sober, uh, sober curious, or any of the above. Another thing that I did, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this, so never mind. <laughs> uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah. Okay, so everyone is freaking out about Twitter. Then Elon, he puts a poll up, a Twitter poll, to see... Should we give the T guy his account back? Which is so stupid. Like, I hated that he did that. I really hate that. But he just did what they said. And that's when everyone was like, I'm not staying on Twitter. And like, meanwhile, I don't like what Elon did. And I hate the T man. Ugh, I don't even like to call him man. It sounds too nice. But I'm still not going to leave Twitter. And that does not mean that I don't, like, have certain values. Like, I believe in being a good person. I believe in not inciting violence and riots and all that stuff. Um, however, I see Twitter as, like, it's a tool. It's not a – it's not symbolic to me in that way to what my values are, I guess. It's just a tool. So, um, but I also understand some people see it differently. So to each their own, I'm not going to say like, oh, you're an idiot for not, for not using Twitter. Like if you don't want to use Twitter, don't use Twitter. You're an adult. Just like if I don't want to see T's tweets, I can block. Like we have that decision. 
Um, but then as I'm seeing them go, so Meredith, she, she makes an announcement that says she's going off Twitter. And my first thought is like, oh my God, how is this going to impact live tweeting and like the dynamics on the show? This is, I'm thinking Bravo, right? Like I'm not thinking about T and Elon. I'm thinking, wait, Meredith is leaving. How am I going to know when Lisa Barlow tells Meredith Marks that she's unhinged because she wrote in all caps, like, I had nothing to do with knowing about the alleged man of the affair, blah, 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 blah. And Lisa was just like, you're unhinged, which I loved. Um, so I posted that and I was like, I just want to know, like, are we doing Twitter or are we not? Like, I feel like there should be rules of engagement, like almost like the rules in a sports game. I just want to know, are they allowed to do it? Or are they, are some allowed to tweet and others aren't? I mean, they can do whatever they want, I guess, but like, I just want to know where they're going to be calling each other unhinged. So I posted that. And then right after Jen, and also, by the way, I want to say something good for Meredith Marks for having a stand on her beliefs. I'm all for that. However, Meredith, you also are besties with someone who has pled guilty to fraud. Like, who are you to pick and choose when to be righteous? And it's just, I thought that was funny to me that she's like, uh, and, you know, like making such a dramatic stance when like <laughs> you're friends with Jen Shaw. And I'm not saying that being friends with Jen Shaw makes Meredith a bad person, because I, too, am torn about Jen Shaw, and there's a lot more that I would like to see before I make a full assessment. But my one-on-one -on -one interactions with Jen Shaw have all been positive. And yes, I've seen her be unhinged on TV, but as a housewife, I appreciate that somewhat. Like, And she's not just like – I do think it's funny when she starts screaming. Like when she goes from zero to 100, I think it's like – I just start laughing every time because I'm like, wow. <laughs> a lot but I also see her try to address her behavior somewhat and again this is where it's like fishy like I don't know everything that's going on with her legal case so I don't I need to I need to wait and see I guess um there's no question that it is going to impact show night tweet fighting yeah see this is what I'm talking about and like I'll be honest, with Beverly Hills, I hate that they tweet because for me personally, I don't care enough about that franchise. I hate that French franchise that I don't want to go online to see what is going on. But you almost have to in order to keep up with the show. So for a franchise like Salt Lake City, I love that show and I have like a deep connection to that show. I will go check and see if Lisa and Meredith are fighting on Twitter. Also mentionable note, I had an interaction with Mary Cosby on Twitter last season. Not intentionally. I did not tag her or anything, but <laughs> it's like the highlight of my life right now. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, so Jen Shaw's like, yeah, Meredith, 
same goodbye Twitter or whatever. And I post, so then I see that and I post that and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to panic. Cause now we got Meredith and Jen are gone from Twitter. So that leaves us with Heather, Whitney and Lisa. There's only five people on this cast. Like we there, it's almost like if we don't know all of these details, we're missing out. So I'm like wonder. I'm first of all, I'm irritated that there's no new Salt Lake City this week. We have to wait till next week. But I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out on Twitter. Like, is this going to impact the show at all? But this person who trolled me said, your post is so, capital letters, so insensitive. Posting twice about the same thing, in parentheses, Meredith's tweet leaving Twitter because of the hate and because of Trump inciting a riot to overthrow the election, end quote, or end parentheses, but not one post about the Colorado shooting. This is what I woke up to yesterday, and this is at like six something in the morning, and I see that, and I get, first, I'm like, oh, my God, I did something, like, that hurt somebody. But then I was like, what the hell? Wait a second. Let me take off this. I'm not hot anymore, or cold anymore. <laughs> Getting hot. So this person, I'm like, oh, hell no, I lost it. Okay. This is my response. And maybe I was a little harsh in my response because I, I didn't like sit on it. And again, in the morning, first thing in the morning, if I see a troll comment, I'm going to probably, I'm heated. Like I get activated. Um, later in the day, I don't have enough energy. I'm just like, whatever. Um, but I said, let me make something clear. Just because I don't post about every single tragedy that happens in the world does not mean I am insensitive. Of course, what happened was awful. I can grieve and process in my own way, and I am not obligated to post what you, in caps, <laughs> that's how you know I'm activated. <clears throat> I am not obligated to post what you think is appropriate. Uh-oh. Sorry. <clears throat> Dry throat. <clears throat> My page is not a world's World News Page. This is a Bravo account. If you are not aware, a lot of interactions happen on Twitter. And regardless of why, capital letters, Meredith is leaving, it has an impact on Bravo, capital letters, parentheses, which this account is about, end parentheses. If you are so triggered, I urge you to start your own account so you can be righteous in every post you make and allow the world to judge and criticize your every move. Unfollowing, blocking, and being silent is free. Trolling is inciting conflict. I mean, yeah, I probably shouldn't have engaged, but... Don't poke me. I'm not Michelle Obama, okay? Especially right now. I'm hashtag unhinged Jenny. So also I want to I do want to say something about the um Colorado shooting. Um I just found out was it this morning? 
it might have been yesterday or this morning that it was a drag queen who stopped the shooter by stomping. I don't know if they like, I'm not exactly sure how a heel was involved, but the drag queen used a heel to stop the gunman. And that drag queen is a hero. And I saw one of my good friends who keeps changing their name on Instagram, by the way, Georgia Caroline, you know who you are, um, who wants to send flowers to this drag queen. And I absolutely would love to contribute. So uh, we're going to work on doing that. I don't know how we're going to get the flowers to them, but the drag queen dragged him, someone said on Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah. And if I don't post everything, I just want to make it very clear. That does not mean that I do not have sadness in my heart. Like I just cannot post about every single tragedy because literally it weighs on me as well. It's like very emotionally draining and I try to do my best, but I just, I cannot, I can't get every single thing out there. So I apologize to this person who did not like my post, who felt the need to leave that comment. I apologize that I was being insensitive to you or to anyone. That's not my intention. Um, where did it go? Now I can't even find it. Wait, I skipped to Monday morning. That's why. Okay. Going back. Oh no, I'm still talking about the troll. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'm moving on to the good stuff. Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay. This episode was so wild. I am still kind of in shock. It's what today's Tuesday. The show happened on Sunday night. I basically had my jaw drop the entire time. I was just like, I cannot believe this is happening. And something I'm dying to know is were the producers or was anyone forcing them to stay at this dinner? Because if I was Wendy, I would have got up and walked straight to the police station. And I know that may seem harsh, but it's actually not. It's it's the most responsible thing to do. What Mia did by throwing a drink, regardless of the reason, that right there is when you cross the line. Um, as far as, you know, I learned from the school of Judge Judy. But as soon as you cross that line, that person is, has, that's battery, I guess. Which I learned from Real Girlfriends in Paris. I didn't know that throwing a drink is considered battery, which is a crime. So if somebody throws a drink at you, instead of going after them, you need to go to the police and report that. Um, because as soon as Wendy started to engage in that and go, you know, like she actually, she did really great at composing herself. Like anyone who gets a drink thrown on them is going to have some kind of emotional reaction, right? What you do from there is really important. And that's why I say, say, you know, like get up and go report it because you need to remove yourself from that situation. And, um, once you start to engage, that's when you kind of start to lose that. 
I don't want to say credibility, but it's like, um, I don't know. It just doesn't look good. It's not a good look. <laughs> Even Jacqueline, Mia's friend, was like, we are too hot to be doing this. And I agree. Because Wendy was looking hot. Mia looked great. Both of them. I just thought it was like, it got way out of hand real quick. And instead of Wendy leaving, she was using her words, which she is very good at doing. We know this. And Robin didn't like that. So Robin starts jumping in. She's like, you're antagonizing. You're antagonizing. But then Robin, I know in my tweets, I said it was really funny. You know, the R RDZ. Um, Cause it was funny when Karen Huger came up and was like, it's my birthday. I'm confused. But um, Robin recording the fight is actually antagonizing Wendy and Mia as well. Actually everyone there. So for Robin to say Wendy's antagonizing and getting up and screaming like Wendy's the winner, that's antagonizing. So what I saw after Potomac aired is that a lot of people were not happy um, with Robin and Giselle. Uh, Robin Dixon was trending on Twitter. Uh, Robin and Giselle was trending. And the first thing I saw when I opened it was like, Robin is a bully. And I've seen Robin post death threats from people that she gets. I don't think anyone deserves death threats. Do I think there is something deeper going on that involves colorism? I do think there's something deeper going on. I am not the person to speak on that. Um, however, being biracial, I'm, I'm half Asian, half white. I do see similarities in some of the conversations when the topic of colorism comes up. So I'm hoping to get someone who can probably properly speak to this topic on the show um, at some point once I figure out what I'm doing with my life. Um, but yeah, that was, that was intense. Um, I did do a poll because I wanted to know is Sharice, was Sharice theatrical about her accommodations? Cause that's what Mia was claiming, right? And I was shocked. The majority of people said Sharice was being theatrical. I didn't think she was being theatrical. <laughs> I was like, me too. I don't want to stay in a place that has no bathroom. Like I, but I also get it. Like I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't insist on leaving. However, she did kind of say in a way, it was like, oh, if we're having a room situation, I will volunteer. I, I volunteer to go to a hotel as tribute. Um, so I kind of got that, but yeah, I was surprised. Everyone was like, Sharice is so theatrical. So now it's making me question myself. Like, shoot, when I go on trips, am I theatrical? Okay. Try to be more self-aware. Um, another disturbing thing that happened was the fact that Robin said she walks around naked in front of her sons. Am I the only one who finds that incredibly like repulsive? I, I don't, I don't like that. Like, 
I can't believe she said that too. Like admitted it on camera. That's going to follow you and your children around for the rest of their lives. They're probably, they can go to, actually, it might be a good thing because when they go to therapy and they say, oh my God, I'm all messed up. They can show the tape and be like, oh, that's why. Also, um, they're still playing on this Chris being a cheater storyline. I just am not buying it. I don't get creep vibes from Chris. Um, I don't get creep vibes on the show. But I certainly did not get creep vibes at BravoCon either. And I was only I only saw Candace and Chris late night on Friday night at the Gansevoort. And he was basically all up on Candace. Like I, rightfully so. Like they looked like a hot couple. Like, yes, get it. It was not like a, ew, what is this creep doing? I did not get that vibe at all. I was like, oh my God, they're cute. <laughs> so I don't know why they're trying to keep doing that. And then Peter. Yeah, I think Nini was right. Peter should stay out of women's business. And it's so, like, I forgot that it was Karen's birthday dinner. Or, like, they were celebrating her birthday that night or something. She gets into it with Giselle for a minute. During There was, like, crossfire going on during this fight, which, oh, my God, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to say about that fight. He went back and forth, like, four times. It was insane. I can't believe everyone's like this wait staff was still serving food. I'm like, if I worked there, I'd be like, um, excuse me, manager. I'm scared right now. <laughs> I don't want to put, I don't want to put the food on the table right now. Cause I'm scared. I'm going to get hit. Um, but the staff was still working and they were, the other ladies were eating as if it was like, this is normal. And it was, so not normal. And you can see the tension between Karen and Cherise. Shout out to Ono Chels, who posted about um, the best casting decision to have Cherise back because Karen is just so bothered by her presence. Literally, Cherise doesn't have to do anything. So shout out to Ono Chels. I need to write these down. Don't forget. Shoot. I don't have a pen around me right now. Wait, I have a pencil. Who was the first person I was supposed to give a shout out? Oh, Bravo, Bravo, while Black, Ono Chels, Blake from Blonde Hair. Okay, got it. Um, what else? Um, Cuker, <laughs> man, I just love her. They're like Karen. How do you not get hit? She right away, girl, because God loves me. Karen Huger is so good. She did get hit, though, at one point, right? By Wendy. That was nuts. Ashley is like, or Karen goes, Ashley, you okay? And Ashley's got her drink. She's like, I'm, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> oh, so I did another poll. What's the verdict? I need to get a gavel. Judge Jenny residing. Um, 
the options were Mia's guilty, Wendy's guilty, both are guilty, or both are innocent. And the majority said both are guilty. I agree with that. But then second, second place in that poll was saying that Mia is guilty, which I also agree with that too. Like if you go to who started it, who crossed the line first, it was Mia. But everyone was complicit and Wendy and Robin also did play a part. I wasn't really focused on Giselle. I don't know if she was adding fuel to the fire, but people were saying that after and I wouldn't be surprised. I just, it's insane. Like the whole thing. And the fact that they had to have a, the John, the Johns Hopkins university has no involvement with the real housewives of Potomac disclaimer at the end. That is wild. Like they need to clarify. Did they put that in? Because she said, I'm the first female black female professor at Johns Hopkins University, if it was because of that or if it was because did Wendy get in trouble at work because of that altercation? I don't know what I would do if I, like, I don't know. What would you do if your employee was, like, on a TV show (laughs) and acting like this in, in an altercation. I don't know what the HR rules are. We we need to think about these things, I guess. But I'll move on to uh, Family Karma. Love Family Karma. <sighs> Amrit and Nicholas, like, literally, I want to cry almost every time they're on my screen. They're just so... Such beautiful people, the way they're talking about their wedding coming up and Nicholas's parents don't approve. And he said the words that his mother said to him that were just like heartbreaking. I cannot, I cannot imagine saying anything like that to my children ever. I don't care who they love. They can love Whoever, I will always love them and I'm always going to support them. So it's just like so heartbreaking to hear somebody actually say that to their child. It hurts my heart. But I love, love Amrit's parents so much. They just, they're so accepting and so loving about everything. It's just so beautiful. Like I said, I could I could cry. And then the fact that they mentioned Nani, I actually did cry when they started talking about Nani. Because I really wanted to see Nani at Amrit and Nicholas's wedding. And then Amrit's mom was like, she will be dancing in all our hearts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love them. Um. But let's get to Vishal. <laughs> so last episode, Vishal blacked out on his wedding night, woke up next to Amrit and Nicholas, and they show um, Richa and Vishal the next morning. Well, it's supposed to be the next morning. I don't know if it's the next morning, but 
he's just acting like nothing happened. She's just like, mm-hmm, like waiting. And it just, I'll be honest, I love both of them, but it just was triggering for me. <laughs> I am very scared for their future, but I do hope that, you know, they can overcome whatever they face in their future because they're married now. Well, actually, no, they said that they're technically not married. They forgot to get their marriage certificate or something. Oh, boy. Um, and I just love Family Karma because they show a lot of the parents, um, the parents' interactions. It was, who was it? Anisha's mom. Anisha's mom was like, I guess they said, um, oh, are you sad that Anisha moved? And she's like, am I a terrible parent if I say no? <laughs> and I totally related to her in that moment. Cause like, again, I love, love, love my children, but I think about the day when I don't have to answer to anyone and like, can just get up at whatever time I want. Um, like those days are gonna be so fun. Still, that doesn't mean I don't love my children, but it was just funny how I don't know if it's a generational thing, if it's like in like an immigrant thing, because my mom is the same way. But like it was very apparent when Anisha said like what her mom said something like no one thought how my parents are feeling, how I am feeling when I moved out. And I just that cracked me up because it was just so I don't know. I just, it just feels like so on brand for like what I know of my own immigrant mother. And I don't know if it's like her generation or the fact that she's an Im immigrant. I'm not sure. But um, Jess Campbell, she seemed oddly calm about it. Yes. Talking about Richa, right? Yeah. I, I've seen this before. I've seen it in play out in real life and it makes me nervous for them. But I wish them the best of luck. Ooh, one thing in Family Karma that I learned this week, which I thought was so interesting, is that there's like a birth order marriage tradition in the Indian culture, which I did not know about. I don't even know if this is a thing in Korean culture, but I think that's fascinating because it adds on so much more dynamic into the family like sibling relationships because imagine imagine you are the oldest child okay and your younger sibling like you don't you're not getting married and your younger siblings are like hello get married so we can get married like that would be so stressful and then think about it the other way like the oldest gets married, the next oldest gets married. You're like the youngest and you're like, oh my God, I do not want to get married. And they're all looking at you now, like, when are you going to get married? So now that brings like a whole new perspective to the importance of marriage in Indian culture. And I started to learn more about it when I um, worked as an IT consultant because we had teams in India and we had a lot of people who would come you know, on site, um, 
from India. And I started to ask, you know, like learn about their culture. And, you know, like I didn't know back then I, the, one of the first things I learned was about arranged marriages. And I was like, are you, I was like, no way that happens still today. And so I would ask them all these questions like, wait, do you get to see them first? And like, they told me like all the ins and outs of it. And like, I was just so fascinated, but I had no idea that there's a birth order marriage tradition as well. And that's just like, it makes a lot more sense now that I'm looking back at all the pressures that people I've heard from my Indian friends who are like, yeah, they want me to get married. They want me to get married. I'm like, why? What's the rush? You know, but now I get it. You know, you have to ask those questions like, wait, do you have a sibling? So that's pretty interesting. Um, Vishal. Vishal is so funny. Um, they have lunch with Brian. Well, it was funny that he's like making it very clear he's not drinking for a while. And um, thank God. But he is like taking shots of water. <laughs> I don't get that. I... I don't drink anymore. I never really used to take shots anyways, but I thought that was kind of bizarre. And like the action of taking a shot of water like made him feel better, I guess. But uh, Vishal is funny that he pointed out his own pettiness because petty is my favorite color. Love that. Um, and he also at one point to Brian, he says, oh, my God, he's a good looking guy. And why is he so unsexy? unsuccessful with girls <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing but I was concerned when he said okay so tell me tell me what happened and he's talking about his wedding that's no not good and oh my gosh Vishal's like why was Anisha there he's so <laughs> he's so butthurt with Anisha and I don't know, like, I might be on Vishal's side, but it's just funny to watch how he's, like, just so triggered by her. Um, And Amri makes partner, and that was so awesome, but his boss was creeping me out a little bit. Um, Yeah, so what else? Uh, lots of fun stuff stuff going on yesterday below deck season 10 premiere we got our boat daddy back captain lee oh my gosh before we go into that though i just want to mention the chrisleys first grayson their youngest son got into a very severe car accident and then two days later they both got sentenced to jail time Todd got 12 years. Julie got seven years. I want to know more about their case, actually. I want to know how much the fraud was because I want to compare with Jen Shaw. I want to know, like, okay, knowing what they got and knowing what how much money Jen frauded or whatever, like, what are we expecting as far as sentencing? Which, by the way, I believe her sentencing is on the 15th and the reunion is scheduled to film on December 17th, two days after. So they'll have enough time for the reactions, I guess. Um, 
Yeah. So below deck was on. It hurts my heart to see Captain Lee walk with a cane, but it is refreshing to hear him say that it's he's only going to get better. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Just trying to have a moment, and then I like start choking. <clears throat> okay. <sighs> okay. Another great thing about Below Deck is that Chef Rachel Hargrove is back. I freaking love her. I could watch her talk to herself all day long. But the bad part is that we now know that Rachel has disassociated herself from Bravo, the entire network, because she, I guess she hung out with Austin in Florida or something. And he was kind of like a jerk. And she posted something about it saying like, he's a jerk and does smoke cane in the bathroom or whatever. And then Austin, I think, like, on social media responded, was like, Rachel, what the hell? Oh, no. <laughs> I think it was in DMs. He was like, Rachel, what the hell? And she, like, posted that. And she's like, I don't give a crap. I'm not taking this down or whatever. I guess PR reached out to her and, like, asked her to take it down or asked her to do something. And that triggered her to the point where she was like, F Bravo. I'm out of here. And it was sad. I remember it very clearly because I was like, no, I love Chef Rachel. And she was supposed to go to BravoCon, which was coming up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so sad. But I do have hopes. I mentioned this last week. I do have hopes that someday they'll have a top chef below deck version or below deck top chef something. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, if you want a boat daddy hat, I have them available at bravoandplays.com at my shop. Just go to the left-hand side on the menu and click on below deck, and it's the first product there. You can get it in navy blue or white. <laughs> but, yeah, so we got a whole new crew. Ross is the bosun, and I'm getting heavy Ashton vibes from him, so... Red flag there. Um, loving the stews visually so far. I don't know their personalities yet, but um, the redhead is a Pisces, and she says she's emotionally a mess. So I get that. That's hello. That's me. Um, Camille, the deck stew, who used to date a college quarterback, thinks she. I'm sorry, but she's the new Jess from Winter House. She says she's the center of attention. Nobody invites her out because she's always the center of attention. And she used to be a big deal because she dated a quarterback or whatever. It's like she's – it's too much already. Like I'm – it's too soon. Too soon from Winter House to get a new character like this and for her to come out just guns flaring like that. <laughs> Not a good luck. But, um, yeah, she's just like her. And I really like the deckhand Tony. I Before he even talked to Captain Lee, I was like, is he Italian? Because he's giving me, like, Andrea vibes. And not, like, Andrea vibes because, well, one, because of the accent, but also, like, the his heart. His I just, like, started to feel... Like, oh my gosh, this guy might be really, really amazing. And I hope he doesn't let me down because so far he's got nothing but a good attitude. He's talking about, 
you know, starting from the bottom and working his way up. And he just seems very excited about life and is such a joy. So I'm really hoping he doesn't let me down. And I am excited for the rest of the season because below deck has not really been doing it for me lately. I like that we're going back to just below deck at one time. Um, I did find that live tweeting was more enjoyable last night while I was watching. So um, I hope they continue with that down the road because below deck med, I can't stand uh, below deck adventure is okay so far, but like they still put it on Peacock and like, it's confusing people still. So like, it's not fun to really tweet because no one's really paying attention. I feel like they're just like, Oh, I'll watch it on Peacock later or whatever. So that's not that fun. Um, but tonight they have the Blowjack Med reunion, which sounds like a snooze, and they have Blowjack Med or not Blowjack Med, Blowjack Adventure. I don't know episode four or five or something. I'm not that excited. And then for the rest of the week we have no other Bravo shows. I guess I still watch the Kardashians, so I believe they have a new episode coming out this week. I'll be watching that, but. I'm going to figure out my life and figure out what I'm going to do with Bravo and Blaze as far as new episodes go. I might have to scale back a bit, but I will keep everyone informed and updated. I want to thank you all for joining. Uh, one last thing. I did get another attack from a marathoner and immediately... I felt like Candace, not today, neck, not today, ankles. Um, but I won that round because he blocked me. <laughs> he called me dumb. He called me lazy and a clown. Like, I might have to rebrand my entire account to be a marathoner, runner, survivors club because it's too much like really you feel the need to call people names because they said I don't understand the need or desire to run for no reason get to life the, like I'm sorry I had so much respect for marathon runners until recently until they started attacking me because of that one comment they're like why don't you try running what if I said I have no legs how insensitive. Yeah, not everyone can run. My hip clicks. Get over yourself. Go poop and piss your pants while you run like a whack job. Sorry. You guys declared war on me. It's on. And I'm unhinged. I don't know how long I'm going to be unhinged, but probably for a while. So buckle up. As Mary Cosby would say, wear your seatbelt. All right, everyone. Thank you for everyone who joined. And make sure you stay tuned to my IG, Twitter, and everything. My blog, that's where I'll make sure I update everyone on when we will either go live or have new episodes. I will check you all later. Have a good one.